I like to teach my families that I work with to be like the noble Brians and don't take even my word, but go home and do your homework. And I would say the key is show me the research. You're listening to the Homeschool Made Simple podcast with Carol Joy Side. This is a podcast to help you homeschool simply, inexpensively, and enjoyably. I have exciting news for you today. Though the podcast has always been Homeschool Made Simple, Carol's ministry has for a long time just been known by her name, Carol Joy Side. But today marks the beginning of a new chapter. Listen in. Well, I am so excited to be across the Zoom screen with my best beloved, Rachel, my assistant. And we have some really big news. We're giving birth to a baby. It's a very large baby. And uh, she's going to share about it. But she's been working like a little bee to make this happen for all of you. So welcome, Rachel. Thank you. It's good to be here. (laughs) So tell us about our, our newest child that we're creating as a ministry here at Homeschool Made Simple. Yeah, we have a really exciting announcement that we're going to have a brand new website. Woo! That will now be homeschoolmadesimple.net. And so no longer caroljoyside.com. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I try not to take that personally, but... We're moving on because we're bringing in some younger voices to our ministry, you and JJ in particular. And um, we wanted it to be more diverse in um, our description of who we are and what we do. So I love that we're teaming with the podcast and the webinar and making kind of a one-stop shop for everybody. I think it's going to be a lot less confusing. Yeah. Yeah, a couple of years ago, I think you had the picture of enlarging the tent. And so mm-hmm. I think that this really, I that picture has really stuck with me and kind of inspired me as I've thought about this project of that the tent is getting bigger because we really want this to continue on because homeschool made simple and all of this that it represents this method um, is so unique and stuff. And so I just kind of wanted to, start there with this thought of, you know, you've been in the homeschool movement for a little over 40 years. Over the course of those years, you've really been able to see how the homeschool movement has ebbed and flowed and just kind of, you have a bird's eye view that, you know, nobody my age has for sure. We are just coming into it, kind of figuring out the lay of the land and everything. And so I just thought it'd be interesting for you to kind of talk about maybe what you've seen over the course of those years, kind of generally a big picture of just like, you know, I've seen some patterns of like, these are kind of some ditches that homeschool families fall into and things. And so uh, maybe a lesson learned or something. Yeah. Well, so I would say that um, as many of our listeners know, um, there were two men that really founded the modern homeschool movement. Um, one was John Holt in Cambridge, Massachusetts, and the other was Dr. Raymond Moore and his wife, Dorothy. And these two men came at things a little differently, but they were good friends and really respected each other. John Holt worked more with what I would call the Mother Earth News kingdom of just kind of um, anti-establishment, kind of old hippies. And he had a love 
for children. He was an incredibly kind, thoughtful man who tried to um, save the public school system. He, he gave his whole career to try and reform the public school system and finally just said, this is impossible. It's just gone too far down the road into kind of hopelessness and despair. And so he pulled out of that role and started an organization called Growing Without Schooling. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he started a um, kind of a pulp magazine, you know, it wasn't anything shiny, just, you know, newsprint, very inexpensive. <clears throat> and it was just all these different families that started following his unschooling methods. The best known, of course, would be the Colfax family that three of the boys went to Harvard on full scholarship. They were the fruit of John Holt's, um, I'll call it ministry. But then Raymond and Dorothy um, came into the homeschool movement also as educators in the public school system as well. Dorothy was a reading specialist in California. Raymond worked at the Office of Education in Washington. He was also a college dean, a college president. They were missionaries in Japan. So they also were trying to reform, in a sense, the educational system in the public schools. And through their, um, Dr. Moore inherited some money from a lady, I believe it was, who died, who they helped take care of out of just love. And she left them a lump of money. And with it, they started a research foundation called the Hewitt Moore Foundation. And um, they began to study the effects of early childhood education on children. And they studied 8,000 international and domestic studies all over the world. And they found that not one study was um, proving that early early childhood education was beneficial. And in almost every study, it was showing that it was detrimental to children. So they wrote a book for Reader's Digest. I think actually the first book they wrote was School Can Wait, which was um, actually published by Brigham Young, which is interesting. And um, I don't know what their affiliation, I don't think they had. It was just someone who was interested in what they were researching. And that book was rather intimidating, very, very scholarly, School Can Wait. Then the second book was Better Late Than Early, which was published by Reader's Digest. And that was more of a layman's approach to why delayed academics are so much more beneficial to young children than forcing them prematurely into formal schooling or out of home care. So that is how the movement began. And it was going along nicely until this gentleman who just started a radio program, uh, Dr. Raymond Moore, had them on the air. And I don't know how he knew them. Dr. Moore, um, I mean, D Dr. Dobson was not a homeschool father. I don't know what their connection was other than California. They're both um, residents of California at the time. Mm -hmm. And when uh, Focus on the Family had Raymond and Dorothy, I think it was just Raymond, actually the first program, they got more response from that program than any program in the entire history of Focus on the Family. And people went out of their minds over this program. It was an idea whose time had come. People were disenchanted with the public school system. Many families couldn't afford private school. They were looking for a third alternative. And Dr. Moore came along 
and said things that people had been longing for someone to simplify and um, to even give people the idea. You mean I could do this at home, like at my kitchen table? And his answer was yes, and we will help you. We are taking a break from this episode to let you know about a brand new resource we put together for you. In the same spirit of John Holt and the Moors, we've put together a free ebook to introduce you to our method of homeschooling. It lays out the five essential parts of a great education. You can get this ebook when you visit our website, homeschoolmadesimple.net, and click Start Here, or click the link in the show notes. Now back to the show. But maybe how have you seen this approach, mm-hmm. you know, from these lines of John Hole and the Moors, you know, you've definitely brought these things together with some other influences as well. How does this approach kind of stay tried and true? Well, I like um, where it talks about the in the book of Acts that the noble Bereans went home and studied to see if these things were true. And so I like to teach my families that I work with to be like the noble brands and don't take even my word, but go home and do your homework. And I would say the key is show me the research because as many years as I've been in the homeschool movement, there is a flavor of the month that comes out every year in the homeschool movement and everyone jumps on that bandwagon and then they hate it. But then the next year, the next bandwagon comes into town and they just jump onto that one instead of saying, when am I ever going to learn that this is just not working? Um, But so these ideas come through town, but they have no research to back them up. It's just somebody somewhere sitting in their living room came up with this theory or philosophy. And um, and then they also take dead people's philosophy and add their spin on it. And create a very different picture and a different approach than the dead person really had created. And so you have to go back to the original sources and not take someone's third generation opinion, which is why I say to people, don't believe what I say. Read the Moore's books. Read the research. I mean, you've got to be a bit scholarly to do this. But Heavens, you're going to be homeschooling your children. I hope that you are reading something beyond, you know, USA Today. Like, I hope that you are going deep in life in many areas because this is an incredible, awesome responsibility. And we need to be ever learning and doing our homework in order to educate our children. We need to be experts on our children and child development and how children learn and what makes people what, how do children tick? I guess, um, if we're an expert on children, then we will be an expert on our own children and we will guide this ship into safe waters. But if we're just kind of getting other people's chewed up food, sounds gross. Um, I feel like that's when we hit the rocks. We've got to go back and do our research and make sure that we're doing things um, based on the facts, not on someone's opinions or seemingly good ideas or personality, you know. Yeah. Do it for ourselves and don't trust other people's research. And so when your mother-in-law at Thanksgiving 
starts, you know, asking you very awkward questions or the nosy lady up the street who means well and takes an interest in your children. Um, you need to have the facts. You need to say, well, actually, homeschool children test 35 percent higher on standardized national tests. Were you aware of that, ma'am? Or, you know, how many homeschoolers go to college versus the general population, including private school kids? Or are you aware? Like, so that type of thing, um, our, our college acceptance rate at schools like Stanford, for example, and how if you want to go to Stanford, you better be a homeschooler because it's a whole lot easier to get in if you are. Like, that's just hard facts and statistics. And so if you know those things, it gives you quietness and confidence which Isaiah said is our strength. You know, your hairdresser, anybody that they have an opinion about, you know, how you're educating your children, they have no basis in fact, but they just start throwing these things at you and you don't have to be intimidated by that kind of conversation if you've done your homework. And that's why educate yourself, I say to parents, in order to educate your children. And someone just recently um, told me that after a seminar, their mother-in-law, I think, was keeping the kids maybe while she watched the webinar or went to the seminar. I can't remember which one. And um, she got home and the her mother-in-law said, so are you like really overwhelmed? You know, she was like, actually, I'm really inspired. Like, I feel like I can do this. I'm so excited. Like, and so that's really, you know, it kind of maybe be intimidating to say, oh, look at the research. But then really, when you get into it, it's really actually, it lifts the burden rather yeah. than pushing you further down. Yes. And of course, we spend a lot of time in the seminars and webinars sharing research. That's what we do. It's not just my opinion, JJ's opinion, your opinion. It's like, no, this these are the facts. Mm -hmm. And then it makes people it gives them a, a confidence that instead of like, like God said to Jeremiah, don't be afraid of their faces. Like don't be intimidated by their faces. It gives you the ability to just smile and say, well, actually we've done quite a bit of research on this mom. And um, I know you love our children, but we we're not hillbillies. We have really done our homework and um, we'd love to share some information with you. That's why more and more we're seeing families bringing their their parents, um, paying for them to come to seminars and webinars. Um, a woman just recently I was consulting with and she said her mother was at the seminar and it just like her mother was completely drinking the Kool-Aid because it helps for your parents and other interested people in your children to hear this information from someone else besides the child that they change diapers of, you know, it's like, well, I taught you everything that you know, and don't tell me blah, blah, blah. But instead to say, well, let's, let's go discover this together. We want you to be part of our team. And so let's, let's learn together how we can best raise our children because we want you mom and dad to be key, key players in, in influencing them which I think is also the reason it's so great for husbands to come to oh, some yeah. husbands and wives, teens to come together to the seminars so that then, you know, everyone's on the same page together. Everyone can hear the same teaching mm -hmm. and then dialogue about what they've heard rather than, Hey, so I have all these notes 
that I heard that you need to go through and stuff. And so I think that's really powerful. A lot gets lost in the translation. Mm -hmm. And that's why from the day we started the ministry, dads come with their wives for no extra charge. We've made that a foundation stone of what we do because this is not something that mom does. This is something that the whole family has buy-in. We all get the same information and we, we come at it from different angles just by the nature of being a man or a mother or a child, or, you know, we're all coming at from different angles, but we're all sharing the same information and we're holding each other's arms up because on the day that mom wants to quit, if dad is also sharing this conviction, he's like, now remember, let's get the big picture here. Let's think about eternity or, you know, whatever a mom needs to hear. Um, maybe you just need to close that math book and take a few months off from it until, you know, Joey has another birthday and, and developmentally makes some changes and progress. So having a dad um, kind of as your cheerleader, when you're most moms are in the thick of it all day long, dad isn't in most cases. And so when he comes home, he has fresh perspective. He's like, wait, I think our kids are amazing. And remember what the pediatrician said about their vocabulary. And remember what the lady next door can't believe how hard they work and how they're always helping her and secretly doing things like, remember all that stuff. This is the, this is the key stuff here. Not whether they got an A plus in algebra today, maybe they got a B, but let's get the big picture here. And so, you know, a dad having that authority to speak into his family's life and also to back his wife up like don't you be unkind to my bride whatever you do because I will hear about it and it's not going to be a good ending of your day <laughs> if I find out that you're not honoring the most precious person in our family mama so um, it's it's so great to be of one mind and one accord because we're better together the fun thing about our new website is we're going to have three of the seminars posted for the new calendar year. So people can be planning now to say, hey, Susie, would you watch our kids on this date? And then you give us a date and we'll watch your kids for another event you're going to or something like that. So if you plan ahead so that daddy can come and make it a getaway, make it maybe an overnight or uh, you go out for dinner after or something so that you can process as a couple. Um, the things you're learning, what's more important than the way you're raising your children? This isn't something to farm out to mom, but everybody needs to be getting this information together for the long haul. Yeah. A woman named Laura recently said, I love that your approach is a lifestyle for me and our family, as well as our kids as students. It feels like a way of life, a philosophy that is rock solid and beautiful, mm. which I feel like that just speaks to, you know, the getting everyone involved because this isn't just a oh we chose this one-off curriculum mm -hmm. you know this is we're saying hey this is the atmosphere this is the culture that we want to create in our home mm -hmm. that will you know give life to mm -hmm. everybody you know yes. this is a living organism and so right. it's not just okay well here's the list of things that we recommend and da, 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 go on mm -hmm. your merry way it's, it's giving you know, beginning with the end in mind, it's, you know, doing these big, give vision, give an apology, give the tools to create this culture that then is going to, you know, when you think about that word for like anything that you're going to be like milk cultures or something that then that's because it's working behind the scenes to then make something else, you know? Yes. Yeah.
Yes. So good. We are taking a break from this episode to let you know our fall sale begins today. November 1st through 15th, you'll get 25% off any purchase of $50 or more when you use coupon code FALL23. Whether you are in the early years of homeschooling or a veteran, you'll find something to help you on your journey. A literature-based approach to education and begin with the end in mind make up our basic seminars. We also have a series of interviews Carol and her son did on various topics related to homeschooling, including literature, nature, and nutrition. Every purchase includes audio downloads that are yours to keep forever, and most include PDF downloads of corresponding handouts as well. Our fall sale is a great time to get resources to be equipped to educate your children. Use coupon code FALL23 to get 25% off any purchase of $50 or more. Click the link in the show notes to visit our online store and shop the fall sale. Now back to the show. So one last question I wanted to ask for you is just for you to give a little note about the difference between the podcast, Homeschool Made Simple podcast, and the seminars that you you teach, you and JJ teach, because I think sometimes people maybe come to the podcast um, expecting to be able to homeschool with our method from what they hear on the podcast. Yes. And then maybe they come to the seminars thinking, oh, I'm going to get all the nitty gritty details of everything, you know, that we could possibly get. And so maybe differentiating those so that people know what to expect when they come. That's really good, Rachel. So, you know, after many years of doing all day seminars, um, I started the podcast because I felt like there were so many other things that I didn't have enough time to talk about. And so when I started the podcast, my idea was I'm going to talk in this podcast about all the things I wish I had time for. So, for example, teaching fine art, um, music appreciation, physical ad, different um, how to start a business, work structures and plans in the home, um, really emphasizing daddy's place, emphasizing older teaching younger. What does that look like? What, what's the benefits of a unit study approach? What are the benefits of nature? And, you know, we talk about these things briefly, but it's so fun to be able to do multiple podcasts to flesh this out more and more. You know, I want families to always be learning um, you know, the, the Manson family who's been on the podcast, um, he's a, he was a school teacher in Southern California. They have eight children and they have been to over 35 live seminars in Southern California. And you have to think what on earth, but of course, a, as a speaker, you always are changing what you're saying, but B, as your children change in ages and stages, you're looking for completely different information. So uh, what you're listening when your child is five versus when they're seven versus when they're nine versus when they're 12 or 16. Oh my goodness. It's like you're at a completely different seminar because you're picking up the, the bread that is for your season as you're raising those specific children. And then, of course, consulting is the other piece of our recipe. And consulting, what I love about that is now I get to custom make the suit for your specific family. Because even another family with 
children the same age still looks very, very different. And what is the, you know, are they boys? Are they girls? Um, where do you live? Does a grandma live with you or an elderly a relative lives close by, or um, maybe mommy works two days a week as a nurse. And what does that look like? And so every family's regime is so different. And it's hard doing seminars because you have to continually speak in generalities. Like, well, generally, generally, I say that all day long. And, and that's how we have to speak to a crowd of a hundred families. But then when we consult I take a history of the family, a medical history, a developmental history, and an academic history for each child so that I feel like I know your children really well. And then, and parents say things to me like, as I'm then giving them advice about specific children, like, oh my word, how do you know? It feels like you know them, but that's why I take this elaborate history. And then there's also once in all the years I've been consulting, a woman said to me, well, I don't know why you ask all these questions. And that was kind of like, well, excuse me, but these are all things that affect your children's ability to learn. If there's a, if you're having some struggles with the child, I want to know about that child specifically. What is their history that might be linked to why they're struggling this way and why maybe we have to come at things from a different angle because they're a unique being. Every child is. And, and we don't just sell 42 long suits to people who should be wearing 36 shorts. It's ridiculous. But that is what canned curriculums, box curriculums that you arrive at your door and you've spent your life savings on, they, they just don't work. Because Dorothy Moore used to say, who would go to a shoe store and say, I need third grade boy shoes? Like, who would say that? And yet that's what we do when we order curriculum. And it's so unfortunate. And the children really lose out because you may have a math genius who is really going to be a late reader. And then your next child is an artist and your next child is a naturalist. And I mean, this is why we homeschool is because we get to custom make our children's educations, even within the family, even sibling by sibling. They're going to look very, very different in the way they learn and the way that you teach them. That's why we do it. You've been listening to the Homeschool Made Simple podcast with Carol Joy Side. Be sure to check out our brand new website at homeschoolmadesimple.net. We've put together a free ebook for you to learn more about our method of homeschooling. It unpacks the five essential parts of a great education. You might be surprised by what made the list. Thanks for joining us this week on the Homeschool Made Simple podcast. I'm Rachel Winchester. We are excited for this new chapter and thankful that you are a part of it. Be sure to join us next time as we help you homeschool simply and expensively and enjoyably. Blessings.